There's nothing quite as relaxing as the sound of water. Waves washing against a shore, a babbling brook. For many, it's a connection to a simpler, calmer time. Nebraska is home to many rivers and streams, from the Niobrara in the north, the Great Platte River through the center, and the Republican River in the south. These large rivers have vast creeks and streams feeding them, all with rich memories and folks who grew up with them. Merle Illion is from Harlan County, and he helped save the Republican River. Welcome to 93 Counties, a podcast about Nebraska and the people who call it home. I'm Ben Kulat. And I'm Elena Watts, and today we'll be talking about state lawsuits, invasive species, and the Nebraskans that work to protect our waterways. Merle's work and the work of the Twin Valley Weed Management Group are responsible for saving the Republican River from a threat of foreign invaders. Primary objective, removal of invasive herbaceous and woody vegetation, and then address obstacles that impede water flow within the watercourse. These invaders weren't some armed militia or terrorist group, but a weedy grass called Phragmites, or common reed, that took over the river and its tributaries. And these plants sparked a lawsuit between Kansas and Nebraska, potentially costing the state millions of dollars. So we've already met Merle, and with this lawsuit, we know the impetus for taking down these Phragmites. Let's focus on its battleground. Just on the south end of Nebraska, spreading out over 20 square miles is Harlan Reservoir the second largest body of water in Nebraska. We're specifically looking at the dam, which acts as the last block of water before Kansas and allows for Nebraska to control the flow of the river. On one side of the dam is lake spreading out like a blanket of water for miles. And on the other side, a small concrete pool, some picnic tables on the edge, and a thick layer of trees almost immediately after the wall. Here, the river is only a couple of yards wide. The water isn't flowing. So most of the riverbed is dry and plants are growing up in it. This is the starting state of the Republican River. Our channel was completely blocked off. Hmm. I mean, we hadn't put any water down this river for many years, you know, and here it was. It was was blocked off. So, um, and then when they would try to release some water, well, uh, you know, it used to be able to, you could carry thousand cubic foot down that river without any channel or without any problem at all. But with all this vegetation and debris, You couldn't get 100 cubic foot down this river. With the channel choked with all sorts of plant life, the river was losing its force. And the weaker it got, the harder it would be to revive. So that's when we decided, well, what can we do, you know, to help alleviate that problem? You know, I thought, well, uh, we get this weed management area, get it rolling um, on a multi-county area, try to address the needs of the... uh, open the river up, get it opened up to get more water down it as much as possible. In 1945, state legislatures from every state on the Republican River got together to protect the river and all of its tributaries. This was to ensure that everyone who needed it got their water. In the same year, a compact was formed designating the water allotments for each state. Colorado got 11% of the water, Nebraska 49%, and Kansas got the remaining 40%. So... Easy. All's good and done. Everyone got their water in the end. Right? Well, of course not. This compact has been the impetus for a lot of legal disputes between Kansas and Nebraska. First in 1998, which lasted up until 2003, and then again in 2006, which is still being litigated today. The issue was Kansas wasn't getting its water. Over the years of drought, the riverbeds filled with a prolific invasive grass. Phragmites or common reed, 
which looks like a bunch of densely packed stalks with a puff of seeds at the end. And these plants were soaking up any water that they tried to push through the river. It's like laying your garden hose on your sidewalk and watching the water run or laying it in the grass. You know, in the grass, it hardly moves. And that's what was happening on the river system. That was Brent Meyer. He's the Lancaster County Weed Superintendent, one of the main proponents pushing for the legislative side of the project. And it started back in 1998, actually, a long time ago, when Kansas was suing Nebraska because they weren't getting their allotment, their 40% that was supposed to be coming down that river system. And invasive species played a large role in that and clogged the river channel. So we had water in Harlan Reservoir, which is a dam on that Republican River, but we couldn't deliver it to Kansas because of the invasive species clogging the waterway. This threat helped band together the folks living on the Republican River, landowners and conservation specialists like Merle or his compatriot Brent Meyer. The, the biggest thing was getting landowners informed, getting them involved. So we had a number of um, uh, community meetings up and down the river explaining, uh, explaining what we were planning on doing and asking them what they'd like to see done. Like I say, it's not what we want to do, it's what, what they wanted to also, you know. So our state legislature over time uh, has continued to do funding to keep our, our rivers and the Platte River system, the Niobrara River system, and, you know, uh, the Republican, of course, open and free-flowing. So it, you know, reduces flood flooding potential and also helps with the water conveyance. Brent Meyer may be in Lincoln now, but he started with the Twin Valley Weed Management Group as the Furnace County representative. This group is made up of seven counties and is dedicated to protecting the rivers in South Nebraska. It is through this that Brent and Merle met. And then, of course, once I become coordinator, Brent, of course, was on my council. And he, you know, we, we started working on this project at that time. And I was getting ready to retire from the government. And then, of course, we got Tom Carlson involved. Okay. Yeah. And Tom Carlson says, hey, we're going to need a coordinator here for this project. And I, he says, how soon are you going to retire? And I said, well, I'm going to pretty damn soon. Funding came from everywhere, starting out just scraping pennies together to try and start the work. Believe it or not, we got a seed corn company to kick in $5,000 that year. I mean, we, we went, we, anywhere we thought there might be money, we were, we were looking for it, okay? The project kicked off in 2006 after receiving $10,200 from the Nebraska Environmental Trust and the Corps of Engineers, in addition to the $5,000 from the Pioneer Seed Company. Then they moved up the ramp getting federal money with the Pulling Together Initiative grant targeted at projects like these. It wasn't quite enough, though, not until Congress got involved with LB701. Our river system, we knew we had to do something. We had to get something done. And, of course, we got Tom Carlson involved. We told him we need money, you know. 2007, 2008, is, that's when we hit her. With the help of Senator Tom Carlson, LB701 was passed, giving the group $1.5 million over two years, 2008 and 2009. Then from 2010 to 2016, they received over $3 million more million over the span of that six years. The federal backing made a huge difference to the project. With the funding secured and a $70 million threat over his head, Merle and the rest of the Twin Valley group 
got to work on the Republican River Project, spraying the invasive Phragmites with herbicide to kill it. We headed downriver. And again, it was a matter of uh, getting that helicopter in. And this helicopter was not cheap. That helicopter is charging like $2,000 an hour. It's, it's expensive, but uh, to get a pilot to drop down into the river channel like this, as you can see here, and this was Dan Lyle from Skycopters, was, was this pilot that was doing this. And as much spraying as he'd done, believe it or not, his first load below Harlan County Dam, he went swooped down on the river, and I'll be darned, he hit a tree. <laughs> and so he, had, he was able to get the thing up out of the river bottom and landed out in a field, an adjoining field. Well, um, of course, uh, it took several days before he could get the part and get her fixed up again, and he got her fixed up and right back to it. The main contributor for the Republican River's inability to flow had been the Phragmites, but removing the invasive species was only part of the solution. After years of buildup, all of the creeks needed cleaning as well. Again, we started doing this about four or five years into the project. We started going up the, the tributaries, trying to get as much. These tributaries over the years have sealed it in terribly, uh, of course, from irrigation development up the, upstream, you know. And um, uh, these tributaries had, a lot of them had pretty good springs in them, you know. But with this silt coming down from up above, it was covering them springs up and really reducing the flow of, the, of, of these tributaries. Merle fought hard to kill the Phragmites, and the Phragmites fought just as hard back to stay. You go out and you spray it, and you, you've seen the kills that we've got. We've got some pretty darn good kills, you know. And there's, you know, you'll go back a year later, still not there. But then you go back the second or third year, boom, it's tough. It's just tougher than hell. And uh, you've got to stay on it. And that's one reason we're still going is because we, st we still got, we still got, Somewhat of a problem. You've been up on the Platte River. You've, have you seen all the Phragmites up and down the Platte? While much larger, the Platte River hasn't gotten the same attention as the Republican. To the knowing eye, you can spot Phragmites almost wherever you look. Of course, none of this would have been possible without the cooperation of the landowners, something Merle and his crew knew well. We had the Natural Resources District really fighting hard for us, you know. I don't know if you're aware of Natural Resource Districts in the state of Nebraska, but they, 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 um, they, they, they helped us a lot too. Pretty powerful group. Merle got agreements from all but two of the original 75 landowners downstream of the reservoir, and only a few more to the other side. Almost all of the landowners, like Larry Post, saw benefits to their property because of Merle's farmer-first thinking. So it's back to kind of like it was when I was a kid. So I think it really helped that way, and it's, I'm sure it had to move water down stream a lot better. Or lifelong resident Donnie Luton, who has known Merle since he was a kid. Yeah, they started coming out and cleaning the creek out of dead trees. Meaning to get the water flow down to the river without flooding, man. He did a real good job. At the time, I wish now I would have him clear the tree back a little bit further. Mm. But because some by now, some caved in or crossed the creek again, which is plugging up the creek. Yeah. But he did an excellent job. 
Larry's wife, Terry, said the project could be expanded. I just think this project was well-suited for where it is. I just wish that other parts of the state and other states would come on board with it because, I mean, you go down the interstate or you go anywhere else where this project hasn't been and the Phragmites has just taken over. Mm-hmm. You know, some people think it's so pretty because it looks like a, an ornamental grass, but it's so horribly invasive. You know, it's in the ponds, it's in the little creeks now. It's all because it wasn't taken care of. Over the course of the next dozen years, Merle would lead the project, spraying all the way down the river, tackling Phragmites best he could, pushing back the invader inch by inch. Ron Holly lives two miles downriver of the dam. But Merle was the head of the, the project, pretty much. Probably had somebody above him, but his feet were on the ground up and down the river. Terry says every little bit matters. Every little effort is going to help. It just may not cure it. Well, you're never going to cure it. It's, it's just like a... <laughs> yeah. Like, like a flu. You're never going to get rid of it, but you can at least control it. Through many years of hard work, the Republican River has been reclaimed. It flows stronger than it has in years, all thanks to the Republican River Project. And that $70 million lawsuit? Well, because of the swift actions and hard work of Merle and the Twin Valley Weed Management Area team, it has been reduced to just $5 million. But the work continues. Merle's hard work and dedication to the project was key to its continued success. But Merle, he did it for the love of the work. It takes time. I enjoy it. I, I, I love the work. <laughs> I mean, I'm an old man. I'd actually retired from the government, you know. And then I took this job on just as a part-time job. I thought I'd work a couple of years with LB-701. Well, hell, look, it lasted another 12 years, you know. Mm. But uh, And if I didn't, wouldn't have liked it, I wouldn't have, I'd have quit a long time ago, but I loved it, and it's still going strong. Because I love the river, I love the work on the river. I really enjoyed it, I love wildlife. Um, it was, uh, and I could see that we were doing a lot of good. You know, anytime you're doing something for somebody and they, they, they're, they're, they're appreciative of it, you, you, like, you like helping those people out, you know. This episode was hosted, reported, and produced by us, Elena Watts and Ben Kulat, in collaboration with Advanced Audio Content Creation and 90.3 KRNU. Special thanks to Merle Illion, Brent Meyer, Donnie Luton, Ron Holly, Larry Post, and Terry Post for their help. 93 Counties is a KRNU Studios production from the College of Journalism and Mass Communications at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Thank you for listening.